Showtime. 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 Time. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another crazy, wacky, incredibly sexy Fab Four free for all. And welcome to another exciting edition of the Fab for Free for All, the All Talk Beatles radio show on the internet, or sometimes we can call it a podcast, whatever you want to call it, it makes for great listening. And joining me on today's program, William for which Shadden? I am going to be moderatingly moderate, <laughs> are my did two you dear friends. Yeah. Did, did I actually, what? Did you actually say your name? You didn't say your name. Oh, I'm Tony Chiguardo, by oh, the way. Yes, and joining sir. me are my two <laughs> friends. <laughs> I'm Rob Leonard. And over there is... I'm Mitch Axelrod. Yay. And um, You only have two friends. I only have two <laughs> friends. It's easy to my only us. two friends. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this, on this week's episode, we are going to um, revisit two topics that we have covered. But we're revisiting them because uh, Paul McCartney has revisited them. <laughs> it's really the best way to put it. For yes. better or for worse. For better or for worse. And and again, we'll we'll talk about that. Uh, what we are looking at and we'll be talking about are the newly, or I should say recently at this point, remastered, and in the case of uh, the earlier of the two albums, remixed, new Paul McCartney archive collection releases of Tug of War. And Pipes of Peace. Yeah. Or as Tony calls it. Piece of poop. There you go. Or as my review called it years ago, poop from Paul. <laughs> but, I, you know, again, I don't know. My We're opinion. joking. I know. I, and they know. They know we love him, you know. Maybe not. No, actually, there's, there's enough on the extras to, to be happy with. There's some things that are, there's frustrating parts that aren't there, but we'll get to that. Oh. As Mitch moans quietly in the I'm, background. Well, <laughs> I'm um, stimulating myself. Basically, my thought on how we can approach this, and I'm not sure what, I should say, level of commentary you guys want to give to this, but before we address any of the bonus material, can we talk about Tug of War, the remix? Yes, that's, yeah, that's, I think that's, we should. That's, oh, okay. definitely. We, we, that's part because, of the... That's be, part of the all right, I, I think... Sh- but we, like you said, though, this show is... Long overdue, but it's going to be one show on both. Yeah, right. Because we've talked about both, and we will talk about the remix, and then after that, you know, we'll, we'll talk about some of the bonus stuff. Right, and to me, you know, I remember when we did the shows, I I liked Tug of War a lot more than I did Pipes of Peace. I think we all did. Except, you know, for Ebony and Ivory, which didn't belong there. And well, when you say when we originally did the shows, I mean, you, there's a possibility we, that that's changed. That well, you like, we haven't. You, well, so, you like Pipes of Peace better than Tug no, of no, War? No, no, but no. But you know how we, we change our minds sometimes. And we've always said this is the way we feel at the moment we're doing True. the show. Because yeah. we have yeah. changed a, co- a couple of things over the years of what we like or dislike. Because remember, we did a show about that a couple of weeks ago. That is true. You know, so That is true. I'll so it that. is something, sometimes things change. You know, something comes into your life or you see something differently or whatever. And you might hear the music differently or something like that. So, Like, you know, if there's a new man in your life, you could like the man. <sighs> no, nothing can no, make me no, like the man. Nothing can make me like the man. <laughs> me neither. No, no. <laughs> that, hasn't, um, that hasn't improved. <laughs> no, that hasn't improved. Not even with remastering. <laughs> right. But let's look at Tug of War. I'm going to start without talking about the remix 
per well, se. I'm talk, gonna, about, talk about the remix. But I'm going to get into a little bit of, of kind of the psychology here. What did you guys think when you heard he's doing a remix? What was your What was your initial impression of what you I thought was, that was going to become? Well, I was happy, actually, because one thing I wish Paul would do in this whole reissue project is do a, a 5.1 mix on everything and then take that and make it into a stereo on a separate disc or a quad mix on which you know, whichever one he'd want to do. But 5.1 is the, the technology we use today. Right. I was hoping something like that. We didn't get that, at least to me. There are some noticeable differences. It re, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the 87 reissues on CD for the Beatles catalog and the 2009. There's, a, there's an upgrade in just hearing it, just because the technology has changed so much. And that's something that I started to think about that, okay, but then, but they didn't remix the ones in 2009. This was remixed, and the whole bottom is, is so much better. I mean, take it away. There was a bass line that get faded out or something on the remix. I, I'm like, the bass line is all over the place, well, let's, thankfully. We'll, we'll, we'll do some of the tracks, but Mitch, what did you think? Initial thought when you hear Tug well, of being remixed. Whoopee. No. Okay. Uh, no, I'm, I honestly, uh, as as we've said, Tug of War happens to be one of my favorite Paul McCartney albums. So I, I was confused. To, to messing be, with a classic? No, no. But messing with the system in general. Why? First one being remixed and why? Correct. So, and then yeah. I went back and I said, you know, why is he doing it with Tug of War? And in my notes, I said, all right, he's remixing Tug of War. Because it was considered his masterpiece at the time. But is he buying into his own press? Because is it really his masterpiece? So you didn't like it, Tony. Originally, you said it was, okay, it's a good album, you know, but it's not his masterpiece to you. You thought it was overproduced, I think. Oh, but, yeah. But, you know, everybody says Band on the Run, Tug of War, whatever. But I could think of other albums that maybe should have been remixed. I read into why he remixed it. Well, and he said that there was the 16-bit was outdated, so 24-bit he wanted to get, to upgrade it. That's great, but you know what? Ram, um, Ram could have been remixed. All of them could have all, been remixed. That's that's what I'm saying. Don't you know he's going so slowly with all of these reissues that don't mess with us now in the middle. It's it's not even in the middle. It's still at the beginning, if you really think yeah, about it. Yeah, if you think about all the records. Yeah. Exactly. But why is he messing with this one? Because if you're going to put this one out and uh, Pipes of Peace, Pipes of Peace was recorded at the same time. So, mm -hmm. I, 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 mostly. DDD versus ADD. Yes, yeah. Yes, but you know what? Uh, you still could have remixed that but one. But Pipes of Peace was digitally recorded. Okay. Again. I, I, it does I, make I, it I have to remind people, when digital first started... Yeah, everyone thinks it starts when the CDs came out. The digital recording actually started several years before Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, CDs came along, at least in the rock and roll world. You right. know, classical right. music had CDs before the pop world, really. But the analog recording was digitally mixed. Right. That was right. the first and, stage. Yeah. And then, and then digitally and was, transferred. And the 16 bits, what you were mentioning, which Paul mentioned on, on his, he put something on his website to explain right. why. Right. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. But why not? If you're going to go back to the actual masters way he's doing it, just give us a new remix for everything. But when you talk about an album that may be a, a favorite of his, it's the idea that when you did go to digital, the difference between that 16-bit and the 24-bit. And you have to remember, Neil Young has had his ear 
Right. Okay. Neil Young's talked to him about Pano. Right. 24-bit remastering is a substantial upgrade to that original remaster. I'm sorry, it's a what? Substantial 33, upgrade. If think about it, 33% more. Right. Yeah. And, and, and you're going from original analog tape, which means that you have something to lose yeah. in the transfer. But if you look at the earlier albums, throw out another one that really needed remixing. Remixing? Remixing. I don't know right now. Well, Venus and Mars. Well, I, absolutely. 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 But, That's but, the one but, that I was stunned. Well, I only said I don't know right now because I think all of them could have used a remix. I don't think any of Paul's albums. I'm not Paul's talking about Because you got to remember, he could still only go back to his weakest link, so to speak. Ram could have been remixed. I suppose, but Ram kind of was remixed because he was taking an original analog tape. Uh, it was mixed not down. No, you, but you, I don't know. I know what it. you're saying. He didn't need to, or maybe didn't feel he needed so to. So why does he need to with this one? It's the technology, and it's I, the technology. And, and secretly, I, I think that he himself realized that there were elements to the production of this record that took. And, and maybe I'm thinking he thinks like me, but this album always, to me, had the potential to be a classic Paul McCartney album. There were little things about it that made me feel it was horribly dated. But the problem now is that this remix is now the catalog CD. Right. It's, okay. Don't do that. And, and it, says, oh, and it also says 2015 remix. Not remix, but 2015 remix. But you, you mentioned Venus and Mars. Venus and Mars was a quad mix, and so was Band on the Run. Totally ignored in the reissues. That's true. Um, and there's a major mix differences if you can actually find those quad tapes, quad eight tracks. There are major mix differences. Oh, yeah. Some of them sloppy, some of them not. That if you're going to do what you're doing, which is pretty a big thing, include them in a, on another disc. It doesn't cost more to, you know, cost a dollar or 50 cents for a. No, but it's a matter of going back and finding those tapes. Well, I don't know. I'm sure they're I don't know if they're going to find those those quad mixes. Uh, Paul, Paul, that was such a flash in the pan in terms it of. It does, as but John you know, even made the joke. I the know. 20 people who bought quad. I know yeah, but, that, but you know. the thing about it is that. Paul's tapes tend to be with Paul. He owns Good his point. own stuff. Good point. It's not like it's in a Capitol Record storage Ball unit in, in New Jersey. Yeah, no, you're right. And the other right. thing about the remakes is that this was a really strong album. It is a really strong album. Yeah, it is. When you remix it, it's almost like with the Beatles, and we've talked about or we'll talk about the Beatles remakes of one uh, at some point, or have, <laughs> the... The remix, the original has become so ingrained in our brain that when you remix and make that the catalog CD, I think you're messing with the classic. Maybe his feeling was because it was originally analog and then it mixed digital and then it went to digital again. Maybe he felt there was really no need to remix or remaster the original mix. One thing he did is that if But you, he did. If you buy the box well, though. If you buy the big box. If you buy right. the big box, at least right. that original tape, one from 82, not the 2015 remix is there. So you can do a comparison. We didn't I don't have that. I don't know if you guys have it, but it's there for you to play. And I think that's important. At least he didn't just pull it out and then you know throw it in the middle but of the road. But then, right. but then my my point being that if they did that, then he should give you in the standard version, the remix and the new one and, and the, the remaster. The 
and the right. bonus audio. Yeah. Do you, I mean, it, the, the album but, is short enough to do But let me ask it. you, do you honestly, and I guess, you know what, I'll put the cart before the horse, let's just give the summation. Yes or no, is the new one, without thinking about classic, Go not ahead. classic, is the new one an improvement, Rob? Definitely. Is the new one an improvement? Partly. Okay. Definitely. I'll give that a, a qualifying yes, in other words. Uh, no, I, All no right, so I'm part, not saying okay, that. Interesting. I, I'm not. Okay. I'm not a, I'm not saying I, I don't like it. There are some parts of it that just blow me away. You know what I noticed? <clears throat> I noticed when, when Paul is singing alone, the mm. mix is okay. When the vocals, oh, the backing vocals come in, you notice it a little more. You, you almost seem like the seams. And maybe it was just me, but I thought I that, love it. I love I, the I thought, fact that you hear the seams now. To me, Paul's vocal seems to be undercut just a little bit when the rest of the mix comes in. And, and it's just something, it was just his vocals, nothing else. See, I think that the thing that I catch about this whole album is that somehow, and I think it's the same. And we'll get to this in another show at another time. I think it's the same to a degree with some of the things that were done with the Beatles one. But they've managed to, on this album, make things a little bit more pronounced in terms of the mix, in terms of the sharpness and the brightness that the, and I say brightness in a negative connotation, right? that the 1982 edition had and the 93 CD and yet there's more of a presence. I feel Paul's vocal is very, very present on this album in a way that it never was for me before. I never, ever really thoroughly enjoyed the feel of Paul's vocal on this on this album. Well, you, you, you do notice there's little things in his vocal that are more noticeable in... I think so. ...in the way he sings there's and presents. Subtlety. Now, get this. I've never had the CD of this album. When they never he never put bonus tracks on it any time he released it. Right. Well, the originally obviously no, but when it was released in '93, there was no bonus tracks. Right. So I always had the Columbia LP, which I thought was a good mix and good pressing. Right. And so to me, I'm basing it on that. I didn't do any A B thing, but I did notice that the bottom is so much better. The bass is really like you know, and you expect that with Paul McCartney. The album, the LP, and you know, not to sound like a Typical, but the LP was warmer. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. the CD was not. I never felt was warm. But I mean, I mean do you want to go I track don't by go, track? I, or, I don't want to go track well, by track. I mean, what, I well, I mean, give me some stand. Let's let's okay. go. Everybody gets some standouts. Okay, Mitch, standouts, standouts. Oh, yes, standouts. No. Okay, standout. Yes, ballroom dancing. Oh yeah, ballroom dancing Definitely. to me is now a much better track. Definitely, I, I always loved it. The horns, the mix Everything of the horns about oh, I, is perfection the, now on this the, one. The song I heard before we came in tonight, the last song I was just listening to was Ballroom Dancing, and I said exactly the same thing about the horns. The mix is so, it's it's like they put it into a room again yes. and, and remixed those horns. Yes. yes. I was very impressed with those horns, uh, and I've always loved the horns on that song. And, and, and that, to me, right away blew me away. Just like... Silly Love Songs did from Speed of Sound. It's all over. If you're listening in the car, it's all over the place. And I love it, okay? Uh, another one that I think is a standout is Somebody Who Cares. Yes. Always been a standout to me, yeah. but now it, yeah. it just gives an oomph that yeah. it didn't have prior. Yep. To me, the one, yep. and I'm so upset about, the one song that really just makes me cringe is 
here today. Really? I, yes. You know why? Why? It's inconsistently remixed. Hear me out. I, I know what he's talking about. There's parts where the orchestra is low, and then all of a sudden the orchestra comes in heavy, way heavier than it ever has. So you sort of like, it's almost trying to be too emotional for its own good by being louder. And that needs a warmth that you just don't get on this. I also think the backing vocals where he counter sings with himself are nice. But there's something about the song that has changed dramatically for me and not for the better. I tend to agree. It's it's almost like they it, it was different takes, and almost. you're noticing it, it a does, little more. It does sound a little bit like that he may have used part of a different vocal take. Yeah, and and, it's, and it, to me, it just I know exactly what you're saying because it's in the middle because it starts off really low, correct, and then at the end it's all like very dramatic with the the strings. It's the middle section where it sort of mixes together. It it, it doesn't sound right. I know what you're talking about. It doesn't blend, and I can't really like explain it. But you're you're right. It is the middle of the song, and it just. To me, it was. It's not the way you remember it, and that's such an emotional song for reasons I, of obvious. You know, I, well, I'm also wondering. You know, we've we've seen him alive enough times, and he always he, that's one of his songs now. Is the way he plays it now maybe affected the way you no. think about that song? No, because I'm sorry, Paul. I love you. I think he needs to drop that song from his set. Oh, I do too. I because think, that song, I don't think he sings it well. I, I would just like another. Song, another Correct. tribute song. And, and we've said it a million times. Absolutely. If he said, I'm going to do a tribute to George and John and did How Do You Sleep? Oh, my God. We would all applaud. No, I would get he, up he, and applaud. Come on. He would but never do that. I know he it wouldn't. It would be cool as hell, though. It would be cool as hell. Any other song, because I'm sorry. When he said, and he starts crying, so to speak. Everybody says he's crying. I don't think he's crying. I think he's straining to hit those notes. I, now, I could be wrong, and everybody right now is probably going, Mitch, you're such a jerk, you know. Mitch, you're well, such a I'm jerk. I'm thinking that, actually. No, no, but, no but, but I think that all the time. But I, I thank you. Um, <laughs> you. You wouldn't be the first one. But, no, but I, I've never seen it as like, he's getting so emotional that he's crying. No, I really do, honestly. Why isn't he crying on something? Okay. I just think that he's straining to hit those notes because he's trying to do that. He does it differently on concert. You know, he goes, yeah. he doesn't have the chops anymore. All right, but let's rein it back into the I record am, now. I am. <laughs> so the answer is to Rob is that no, the way he does it in concert does okay. not, affect not affect the way I'm hearing it now. Uh, so th- not the way you hear it today. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> check, please. Check, please. To no, me, uh, take it away. I wish Th- you could. That bass line has become wow. even more hypnotic. Wow. Yes. And, and Yikes. He, yeah, he, he raised it up in several spots where it wasn't raised before. Oh, yeah. The, it was t- lower. Yeah. It's, in, in it's a don't get me started. <laughs> the whole album, it's just sort of like, oh, guess what? He's one of the greatest bass players who ever yeah. walked the planet. Woohoo! But it's, why wasn't... But George Martin knew that in 1982. Okay? He worked with the guy for that long. He knew he was one of the better bass players in the world. Why would you not bump up the bass then? Because Paul's always had a little thing about the bass with him. Yeah, it's all about it's not that all bass. about the bass. It's yeah. not about the bass, but right. you know what I mean. He's always had a, you know, to quote John, he his ego about everything else except his bass playing. Right, and I'm paraphrasing. Right, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, all right, I'll take the ball with this one. Ballroom. 
it's a completely different experience, listening experience to me. Okay. I mean, it is a holistically, I mean, it's something where I really almost want to do an analysis of like my own listening capability right. and my own listening psychology of what I hear and don't hear and perceive and don't perceive. Because, I mean, you know how much I always looked at this record and just kind of shrugged my shoulders and went, what? Yep. yep. You yes. know, I mean, I always have since it came, I mean, when it came out, I liked it. There were certain songs where I thought, wow, but to me, one of the big factors was I thought that the George Martin production was a little bit too heavy, heavy handed. With all due respect to him, I thought it was too heavy-handed. I thought that it was too present. I thought that there was too there was too much air and ambience surrounding certain notes, vocal parts, entrances. There was too much effect on certain things. There was, was too much, and and I think basically it was 1982. We have all That's these great toys. What I was just about and, to say, right? And you know what? This toy goes to 11, and you crank up the toy, and it, when you bring it in, you oh, but if we open the compression gate a bit more on this echo transponder, it's going to you know, and you and you turn up the dial a little bit, and Charlie Callis walks in, and you <laughs> you turn up the dial a little bit, and then oh, all of a sudden oh, oh. you've got like a, a new noise or right. a new presence flying in. Yes, I get this feeling that. Paul took the whole thing and dialed it back. He demartinized. He demartinized. I don't know if he demartinized. Uh, it. No, no, no. I, I'm not he saying did. he demartinized it to the total effect. I think he he just like you said he toned down the George I, Martin production. I always thought that Pipes of Peace was a little. I agree. Over the top still is way over um, the top. But I always still thought is. that Tug of War was more. What's the word I'm looking for? You know, you think about it, you just mentioned the you know new toys coming in the yeah. '80s. You know, if you start with tug of war and go to press to play, press to play was the ultimate Paul McCartney gadget thing. Totally. Yeah, well, well, that arguably was a, McCartney too was, the, but 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 the different. way the way he had you Padgham and the you know that that whole Genesis, Genesis yeah, oh, Phil yeah. Collins sound yeah. on some of the songs. I, I disagree with you on that, but I know where you're coming from with it. Well, I'll give you the perfect example. You you, you mentioned it. Take it away. Now, whether or not I'm hearing this or whether or not it really exists, I'm just going to be very upfront with our listeners. I don't know. The only thing I could call it is there is an X factor in this version or maybe in the other version that I didn't like. But in Take It Away, when the, you know, want to hear you play when the lights go down, down, down. down. Okay. When that comes in on the original mix, it sounded like it was going down, yeah, like it was the... It, it was this big feeling of like well, when the vocals came in. Now it's very simple. It's just down, down, and I, you hear it, and you it, go, okay. Take it away. The original has a flatter sound than this one. It has a flatter sound, but it has a flatter with sound with just too much happening. It's just, it's too, there's no, you know... You only have two speakers. It didn't go 5.1. No, no, it didn't. So you can only do so much with separation. Right. And, and it's not that these are strict separation where it's more left-right chicanery right, that, that right. you're, you know. But somehow, this listening experience for me took an album that was, I mean, what's that you're doing? You know, for me, that was satanic. Right, right. Like, the, it's, it's like that and the man were like... I mean, the man still. I mean, now so. it's at least it's good. The man is the single, my single most verboten Paul McCartney moment of all time. 
I actually, I played What's That You're Doing three times in a row in my car and went funky-ass track. It didn't sound like a funky track that he did because it's 1982 and we have to do a funky-sounding track with synthesizers in it. It made it sound like... I got Stevie Wonder's butt in the room, and let's lay down a funky track. I will say one thing. Again, you know, the problem is that unless we A-B these separately, well, of course. Yeah, yeah. Of course. you hear what you want to hear. I agree mm. with you. I don't mean hear what you want to hear, but... And you be what you be see. What you, I, uh, you know, I yeah. was just going to do that. We are so <laughs> geeks. But the problem is, first of all, I think Paul also stripped one of the harmonies on some of the songs. I agree with you. Uh, Definitely. Again, from what I'm hearing, like on Take It Away, uh, on one other was, I forgot which one it was, but I do think he took away one of the layers. Dress Me Up as a Robber. Maybe. He cleaned up a little bit, too. I I just think there was too much, especially Take It Away, because that, and also that Down Down always came in very Linda pronounced. Yeah, which is okay. Uh, no, 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 that's but, a wing sound. Right, but but, but, but now it's now it's, it's mixed. It's subtle. It's balanced. And it's mixed now. You it's can hear the balanced. voices. Yes, it's balanced. And it just everything had a, a sheen on it in the in the early take, the early version that made me not ever be able to embrace this record. It was almost like why. there was too much lemon pledge all over the out. <laughs> no, I I mean that. He hit it. You was, hit it. There was it was too, too much, much lemon pledge. That's and now, exactly what and it was. now it's like we said with the remasters. It's like opening the window yeah. and letting the fresh air in. That's really what it was. With this, really I, 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 I didn't have that it. that problem beforehand. One thing I do notice though is the whole bottom end sounds really good. And the the other thing that gets me, like the beginning of ballroom dancing, that piano part when you were talking about that sound is. They widened that sound on it. They they recaptured. I think they spread it. They spread it, but they did. It, it, it always sounded like he was playing with two notes. On this, it sounds like it's a whole piano. Yes, I think that's one thing. And take it away, like we t- we talked about the whole bass line. Just oh, mamma mia, that's bohemian rap. <laughs> and um, the other you were talking about, what's that you doing? I agree. The, the song changes now. In that song, there was a part where they go, "She loves you, yeah, yeah." Yeah, I could swore. That he didn't say she loves you. He said we love you. Did no, I think he said no. she loves you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, then there's yeah. a different part, a part of the song I've been listening to. It that. might. Okay. I don't know. It might maybe. be. Maybe, maybe I just it missed it. Maybe you. it is we love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might be. Yeah. Or maybe somebody says she loves you, and the counter line is we love you. Yeah, I, I don't remember. But all like I said, I do know that this version of Wanderlust almost made me cry. I mean, I've always loved that song, but again, there was something about. The horns that I just didn't feel right about in the original the original version of it. I ended up always deferring to the one on um, Broad, Street. Broad, Street. Broad Street. Now I can go back to this one and and be really you know just uh, think feel that a great song got its due finally, in a way in the original stereo uh, stereo mix. But but I but I again I just don't know why he remixed it. I think he does read his own press. I think yeah. he really does think this is his masterpiece. But, but someone had to come up and say, hey, Paul, this isn't 16-bit, and everything now is 20. But someone came up to him and told Of course. Well, that's why I'm saying that Neil Young had his ear, and also, right. too, he's, I mean, you know, he's no fool. I mean, he, you got to remember, he's not retired. He's still working in the studio right, on a right. regular basis. He knows what's available firsthand. 
Right. So, but I mean, does he necessarily have to think it's his masterpiece, or does he maybe think simply this is the one I feel I could do the most with? You know when we'll find out in the future. You're right. True. In the future. True. If he doesn't remix anything else, then I'm going to be disappointed, number one. He didn't remix Band on the Run. That, that's his and, masterpiece. That's a big we one. Know that. And it's pretty muddy. Right, but he and he didn't remix it. I understand that. Because he couldn't. There was nothing to do. There was oh. no. You couldn't bleed the rock okay. anymore. So give me an album, one album, both of you, There's in the future that... No, forget about a quad. I'm, I'm just saying, Band Owner already had a quad. But give me one album in the future that has not been done yet, which is in desperate need of a remix. I could argue Red Rose Speedway. Some of it. Okay. Okay. Um, you could add some absolutely. balls. Yes. Uh, I would say... How about press to play? Press no. to, press to play is not a remix not on that's not going to help it. You know what I would have said if he had done it a already. Production remix. Well, now it's funny you say that. I didn't even answer my own question. What I thought was going to happen with this, I, honest to God, when this first got announced, I called Mitch on the phone. I said, "How much do you want to bet that this bugger is going to do tug of war stripped?" That would be great. I really did. I really. No, I, I mean, can it be done? I don't know. I don't think so. Probably not. From a musical standpoint, right, right. it probably can't because it's not the same foundation that right. Double Fantasy had. But I thought to myself, I wonder if he got inspired and thought, you know what, I'll do this stripped. You know, you know what? I, if he hadn't done it already, I would have said Wings Over America. But he sort of did it with Rock Show because that was remixed. The, the DVD was remixed, and the DVD sounds better right. than the actual CD, which really he didn't do much on. So, the DVD sounds better than the actual Wings Over America. Oh my goodness CD? gracious! You're, I couldn't disagree more. I don't know. I just, the DVD has no harmony whatsoever. No harmonies. Yeah, that's true. Whatsoever. The harmonies are gone. I mean, you could actually see them singing, and you'd hear you nothing. Hear Go now, as we've already said, and you don't, you see them going ooh, and you don't hear anything. The DVD, uh, really? oh, okay. it's horrible. But the presence is really strong. <laughs> so give me, on that. Get, what about Flowers in the Dirt? I have to be honest, it's hard for me because I'd, I'd have to pick another McCartney album that Pre-dish? I genuinely don't like. I, I, I think Flowers in the Dirt would be a great one to remix because I've always thought it was slightly overrated. So Thank you. So, so all, right, so. all right. To me, the other one to have drastically remixed, it would have been Pipes of Peace. That would have been the other one to drastically remix. To me, I wouldn't have thought that he would have touched Tug of War. My first thought would have been, oh, my God. Well, that's a perfect lead into what we're doing. What's that you're doing? (laughs) No, but, but, all right, so the next rumored release is Flowers Flowers in the the Dirt. dirt, If he doesn't remix that, then he set a bad precedent. I'm sorry. I don't think he's going to remix it. In fact, what you may get is you're going to get Flowers in the Dirt, and then you may be going to get a handful of the remixes that were done. Um, you may get the remixed. Is that, uh, now pardon me for, I don't remember. I'm just being upfront with my listener, our listeners here. I don't remember. The Flowers in the Dirt, is this one or was that? Uh, this one was one. All right, one. so this one. So you'll get the remix of this one, the old totally different mix probably. There are a couple of tracks on there, isn't there? Figure and also, you'll get the this shorter figure of this two other remix to figure right. of eight at least. And a remake. You may get the right. The so you may get an alternate figure of eight. I don't know if it was a single, but I don't think he's going to remix it because that album's already had remixes done. Yeah, but, I just but have that's a feeling different. that's a club remix. That's not a right. remix where 
Well, you know, this you, one you, wasn't you, a club remix. This one, the single mix is different from the album. And yeah, the, but when, but when we talk about remixes, it's like placing you know the drum over here instead of over here. Okay. You know, I just so. don't think he's going to remix any future. Ones. I don't think he is either. And I'm not. I, 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 I think that's a bad precedent. But I me. also think that if if he were, then what about all the ones he's already done? And maybe should have done. But what? Okay, that's where okay. I was going. You're an artist. You put out. You put out an album. I'll give you the perfect example. You go back twelve years later to re-release your book Beetle Tunes. Mm-hmm. You knew it's. You know it's a good book. You know that it's the definitive statement on the cartoons. You know that fans around the world who are fans of the cartoons really, really love the book. But there's something about a couple of passages in the book that you felt were poorly written. You feel it as the writer. You think to yourself, I could have done that better. I didn't notice it. Rob didn't notice it. The fans didn't notice it. But it bothers you. When you put out the new edition of the book, do you fix them? Yes. Yes. But I think you're there apples. There you go. No, I think it's apples and oranges. No, this is capital already. <laughs> Shut Columbia, up. actually. It's Columbia. No, I think, it's apples, I think yeah. it's apples and oranges because one is written word, one is oral. It's like when it's like when this, this. You know, when George Lucas yeah. went back to I'm not, I'm not Star Wars and he, he screwed fixed, it up. He, well, depending on your view, I, I mean, three I'm seconds, not, you know. you know, or when he fixed a couple of things. The in, color of the lightsaber. When Spielberg went back to ET and, and gave uh, screwed the, it up. It, yeah, well, he did screw up, but he has admitted he's gone back to the original. Well, well he put M and M's in there. And, uh, yeah, instead of <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But but again, if I did an audio book and I felt like I sounded like this. I would fix the audio book because you can hear it, but if you, it's different with a passage in a book. I, would I don't say, know. As the author, if you feel unhappy with your own work- He didn't say he was unhappy with it. Correct. He didn't, he didn't have to. If he remixed it, he was unhappy with it. Well, no. If it's 16-bit and you're going to 24-bit, there is a difference. He might as well-, well But, he, he but did then he make, wouldn't have changed the mix. He would have just he, remastered that's it. That's true. That's, that part is true. But I think he said, okay, let's see what we can do with this. And, mm-hmm. and it's and I agree it's an important album. The Paul, there's a lot of things where he's looking back on his life, and at that moment was the time to I do agree. it. I agree, and then not just because John had been no, murdered, but I agree there was a lot of other things he's going 40. on. He's forty, yeah, he's forty. He's forty. It's a midlife. He, he gets rid of his his backing band, right? Yeah, you know, life changes. Yeah, the pound is sinking. By the way, is to me one of these songs that he it, was he angry with Linda one day or something. It is not your typical Paul McCartney. I love Linda songs. And, but he mixes it with money and other things in there, and it's but it was this whole but, but you got to remember that was that was two separate songs. I know that. I know. So that. you know, it really that went from being whether or not one of the songs had a feeling because he'd had a fight with Linda or something like yeah. that. The combination was the the Paul McCartney, the Craftsman. Yeah. Well, he's always been good yeah. at taking so, two songs. And all right. So if we've hit enough with the remix, let us uh, take a quick break here right. on Fab Four Free for All, and we are going to be back in a few minutes, and we're going to talk about bonus tracks. Fab! Hi, folks. This is Tony from Fab Four Free For All. As Mitch has mentioned several times, the cast of Fab Four Free For All do not profit in any way doing these shows for all of you. In fact, we actually lose money because of studio time and other production expenses. Now, we have looked into show sponsors, but for a number of reasons, we've decided it would be in the best interest of all of us, including you, our listeners, not to have sponsored ads in our shows. So, what we've done is set up a Patreon account. Patreon is a crowdfunding platform that allows artists to obtain funding from patrons on a recurring basis. Now, it can be as little or as much as you think you can send to us 
for the work that we put into providing quality Fab Four free-for-all shows. Now, we know that we have thousands of worldwide listeners, and if each of you just contributed a dollar a month, that's just 25 cents per episode, we would have enough to retire and not have to do these shows. <laughs> Sorry. Seriously, though, we've gotten some great feedback from everyone about how much these shows mean to you, and we feel the same way. But it would be nice if we could break even in terms of cost so that we can continue to bring these shows to you in a timely fashion. Yeah, I know, we can be delayed every once in a while, but that's because, as John Lennon so beautifully said, life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans. But we do vow to make every effort to have a quality show to you every week. We only ask that everyone go and visit Patreon.com to at least check out what it's all about and to see if you can contribute a little something in return for all the hard work and effort that we put into these shows for you. Just do a search for Fab Four Free For All and tell us that you give a buck about what we do. Thanks to all of you for being such great loyal listeners. And we're back here on Fab Four Free For All. And um, we're looking at the Tug of War Pipes of Peace re-releases from the Paul McCartney Archive Collection. We've talked about the Tug of War mixes. And cut it out! Which no, we, I, I'm just saying... Uh, no, I, I like it. It's just that this is, what, the sixth release? And there's only, what, 75 more? No, this is a oh, I see what you mean, right. Yeah. Well, how many have there been? This is about the... Well, it's... Eight. Eight. Okay. Maybe I don't know. Well, you got no. Don't take my word. All right, we don't worry about it now. Yeah. yeah. Look it up on look it up online, folks. Anyway, Venus and Mars. He's gonna do. Let him do it. Okay. Wings over America. Uh, McCartney two. Copyright. So what's going on? Um, tug of war. Pipes of peace. Good to see you, Mitch. Me too. No, that's it. I think. Okay. Still don't know how many was because I wasn't keeping track. I know. Anyway, all right. Three, five. I purposely didn't count so you guys would have to guess. Great. Anyway, well, there's our new listeners were paying attention. Rob's in. You isolate us. Just listen to Rob. Rob will send you an autographed photo if you remember how many there are. So, um, we're gonna look now at the bonus tracks and um. Boring. Sorry, uh, did I say that in my own You said that in your out loud voice, I'm Mr. So Axelrod. Man. And by the way, this comes in so many damn editions, you know. Well, that's also something else. All right, let's quickly review. <sighs> there's a deluxe edition. No, of... there's a standard edition with the two CDs, with right. the remixed version of the original, and the 11 the bonus, bonus tracks. Okay, then 11 a... bonus tracks. That's a little more generous than some of the other releases. Okay, three of them were B-sides waiting to come to CD, right. so it's only Correct. eight. Right. Deluxe edition, which is your three CD, one DVD box set, plus a 112-page essay book and a 64-page scrapbook. Yay! And don't forget the high-res download. Yes, of oh, CD that one too. And three. Then there's right. the Super Deluxe. That's like, you know, you get a cape with it. The Super Deluxe CD, DVD, three CD, Paul one comes to the house and makes mashed potatoes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and tells the goat joke. Um, plus a 112-page essay and the 64-page scrapbook and limited edition acrylic slipcase. Big deal. Sounds okay. like my grandmother's couch. Are we done yet? No. Right, no. Because then there's also the remastered vinyl. Right. Two LPs. Right. I mean, I mean, oh right. my lord, there's just too right. many. And for those of you who are curious, look up Paul McCartney goat joke. You'll see. Anyway. And then from 5 to 12, it's just download stuff. You know, high res, you know, 24-bit, blah, 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 blah. Right. No just, ebook, includes ebook, no ebook, includes ebook. I know, it's like enough already. Mastered for iTunes, blah, 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 blah. 
Okay. All right. So there's a lot of different versions available. There really are. Yes. And, uh, and I dare all the, the, the sick collectors to collect every one of them. I know a couple. Uh, I do, too. All right. So let us look at the um, I don't. Tug of War <laughs> bonus tracks first. Um, and uh, track one is it's thing called Stop. You don't know where she came from. I love it. Always loved it. It's always been a weird little favorite of mine. It has circulated over the years as bad type of woman. I find it very, it's it's kinksish. It's something that Ray Davies could have written. It like reminds me a little bit of Skin and Bone. And there's some really, there's a really funny line in there. You don't know what she's carrying. That's like a, <laughs> that's just yuck. And then you send her back to New Orleans because yeah. you don't know what she's carrying. Very, you know, no, I, I don't have any. Of I'm the, carrying the, something. For I don't. You. I don't yeah, have any nice. of the bootleg stuff for this album. So, oh. for me to hear this, I know it's been bootleg. This was the first time for yeah, you. Yeah. So, okay, because these are wow. Yeah, these are well bootleg. Yeah. Well bootlegged, mostly on collections that would be referred to as the Rude, Rude Studio Rude. demos. Right. Right. I'll get it out of the way right now because the the question that I've seen posted on some boards is where is both Boyle Crisis or I Believe in the Unbelievable Experience? They are not from this time period. Right. right. They are Rude Studio demos from Paul Studio, but they are earlier than these. They don't belong on these albums. Boyle right? Crisis is 79. So Boyle Crisis was 79. Uh, Unbelievable Experience, I think, was around 79, 80. Yeah, so they would so, belong on, if he, back to the end right. he gets to it. And right. So thoughts on that one, Mitch? Anything? or First of all, the bonus CD... I will tell you, every song on the bonus CD is much better quality than we've ever had. Without a doubt. Correct. So, and and so, correct speed, too. And, and the fact that he lets Take It Away, he didn't cut down Take It Away, which really surprised me. I mean, it's over me. five minutes. So, and uh, it falls apart, and but we'll this, get to it. Yeah, they have to, yeah. But to Stop, You Don't Know Where She Came From. I'm so glad he put this as the first one because yeah. then I don't have to play the rest. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. No, and I, I'm I not trying it. to be funny. No, I love it's it. It's just that love the it. rest I've heard so many times. Yeah. And I know, and I've heard this one a lot too. But this one's so fun. You put it in. Yeah. And you just say, stop. You don't know it. And you yeah. just want to sing and, and dance and got to sing, got to yeah. dance. And no, still with the bass line. Yes. yes. And, that, that, and yeah. that's what I love about it. That bass line is so great. And, and this is this is the type of thing where you look at why a song ends up on an album and doesn't. This would not have fit on no, Tug of War no. or Pipes of Peace. It might have fit on Pipes of Peace. It's, it's if it had an quirky over, enough, overproduced quirky uh, quirky, yeah. quirky, yeah. but um, Not quirky, quirky. It might have been well, yeah. a leftover from Back to the Egg. And it's it, possible. That That's actually a, could have been a Back yeah. to the yeah. Egg. Writing, yeah. But to me, this didn't belong on the album, but I love this. And, but it's only a minute 40. I'm like, yeah, like, I know. Come on, is there anything else? Yeah. Well, though, I you don't would like to have a are... guitar solo in there and, and mm, some nice, fun strumming. But and I stuff. don't think there's any longer version out. You no, know, there's not. Yeah, yeah, so I was disappointed in that part, but I love the song. Great. It's, great fun. And it's Paul lyrics on it. Are, are, he's having fun. They're cute. Yeah. He's, he, it's very Mose Allison y. It's kind of uh, like the, you know, your brain is uh, busy sleeping and your mouth is working overtime or whatever it is kind of thing. Now, you're not going to go over every one, are you? Yeah. Well, yeah, we are. Like, the, 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 the Wanderlust demo comes next. Very lovely, my yeah. opinion. Uh, that soft vocal line, I think, is very, very sweet. Uh, it has taken out the, oh, where did I go wrong, my love, which is not there yet. Yeah. Rhythmically, a little more straightforward. He's hitting things a little more... Specifically on the on the downbeats, but when you have an alternate vocal like the the final version did, yeah. that sort of leads to 
not having it perfect. Absolutely. So that's yeah. that's you know the alternate line. If you were singing it, I was singing the main line. You're singing the alternate line. It's going right. to be off. It's going to be a little off. Um, my opinion too is that this the song, the final song, the the promise, the demo has the promise that became the beauty that was the final song. I thought. That's yes, a, that's the way of looking at it. That's but, but, but the demo, most of these, as we're going to go through, uh, most of these have that premise. Yes. I mean, because... The, the, I don't I, know about that. Take it away, I don't know. Take it away, it could have derailed. Yes, I agree. No, but what I'm saying is every, every one of these demos led to something better. Oh, definitely. Yes, but, yes. But Wanderlust, this one in particular, shows that like this song's going to be... A piece of work when it's done. This was that kind of like the demo makes and, you feel like. And you know like, what I think about Wonderlust? He knows he's going to be working with George Martin, and he's or, got the orchestra yeah, coming. Yeah, he's, he, that mindset is, is in there, I think. Yeah, ballroom dancing, pretty much fully baked. Well, one thing at about, this point. Well, 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 well no, but, <laughs> but you know the funny wow, thing. Wow, and I didn't even do it until <laughs> been a long time. Anyway, but, but you know what? All these say demo, but there are multiple instruments on all these. This, to me, a demo is. Is no, it's no. still it's a demo because it's the demonstration to the producer of what. But his, there's like multiple instruments is. happening. It's not it's still even a demo. John, even John did grow old with me. Still had multiple. Yeah, Pete instruments. Townsend's they, all of Pete Townsend's demos. Well, he Pete, plays every instrument. I know, but Pete was who? What they say about Pete Townsend's demo? Who was a great cover band? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but that's what I mean. So <laughs> Pete, you know, Paul, it's the same thing. I mean, he's yeah. he's working from. He's got a vision already. Yeah. So. Uh, ballroom again, a much quieter vocal. The growl does show up on the ballroom. Yeah. You know, he starts sneaking that in. Well, he gets he gets there. Yeah. Um, and you know what I love about it? It ends. It's again a, a short demo, and it's right. also saying, okay, this is. It's almost like he's instead of filling that instrumental part in the middle yeah. of the horns, yeah, and, and maybe humming along with it. Right, he just right. said, okay, this is going to have a horn insert section. big break here. Yeah, 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 which is not there yet. Finally, with the remix, I'm finally happy with the finished version on this album. So. Lord knows of ballroom the dancing. ballroom dancing, yeah. love it, love it. Yeah. Um, take it away. I think on the in the demo form here, a little more beatly than the final version. Uh, you know what? Thought. I thought it was more Buddy Hollyish because the chords are A yep. D A D. That's what I thought. Yeah, you're right. When I was listening to the beginning part, first of all, you hear the guitar, you know, the strumming, really Beautifully. heavily yeah. in there, and I was thinking. This is like a Buddy Holly song going A to D, A to D. But can you imagine though if he would have went to A to He could have done wow. that. Wow! He could have done that and made it go in that direction instead of the rocker. It became. It could have been on the wings of a nightingale too. That's exactly right. That, that, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, and, and he there's a mistake in there too. But oh, they, they a keep big going. mistake! I mean, as but, a drummer, Paul can't really hold down what he's trying to accomplish, or maybe he's just not putting his all into it because he knows it's a demo. He, and he knows it's not going to be him doing nice it. Nice harmonies. But, you could tell that this is not, I'm in my studio working on McCartney 3. You could tell this is, I'm making demos. These are going to go to a producer. See, there's, right. there's no notes in there on this, but I, I always thought this was a band recording because at the end, the song gets lost. Right. And right. then he catches right. up and it seems like a band thing where yeah. you make the mistake and then you cover it and then you go on. Well, the funny part of it is it goes on for too long. Yes. it's a, it's a, It goes on way too long. That's um, one of Paul's problems. And, and he learned to cut. You know, he said, okay, yeah, well, yeah. this he, is way he too long. He couldn't have wanted this song to go for six minutes. And if he did, George Martin just went, uh, no, I'm sorry, Paul. This is going to be cut down. <laughs> That's why I and, think it's not a band demo. Yeah. I yeah. think it's him because Paul could sit for six minutes. 
and, and just do it every but once. It, but it really falls like it falls apart. There's an edit. Oh, I mean, it's not it's yeah. not a take. It's not a solid take. There no. is an absolute okay. tape splice. Well, yeah, you, you hear it. You know, so yeah, he didn't do a full heat. Okay. Why go back and splice it when you're four and a half, whatever it was, four, three and a half Listen, minutes? Listen, it's, it's, it's like later on when Dress Me Up as a Robber. Yeah. It's Dave Maddox. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and Paul said, this is going to be someone much right. better than me. Right. right. So. Pound is sinking. His next lovely feel to the demo, the flute is in place, which is really kind of cool. Yeah. I like the demo a lot. Yeah, I like the demo a lot too. It's the first two parts of the suite. You know, but I, it's I, funny how nobody ever says the pound is sinking is a sweet. It is. Uh, but, 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 but it is. But not in the sense of Uncle Albert, not in the sense of the the medleys, you know, that he's done. It's just two it's two That's songs true. combined. Well, I feel my dear that it's evident. Totally different it, from the pound is but, sinking. But no, no, one could, pound, no one ever pound. says it's a sweet. Right. You but, just did, but because no, that's that's a good point. we yeah. overanalyze it, right. but we just say it's a song. It's a song, but it's it's a sweet. Um, uh, it's a sweet song. The well, if, well, I fear my dear, I don't know <laughs> what the hell it means. Um, that it's eminently clear that you yeah, can't, can't see the, the trees for the forest, but it's a great line. Your that's, father was an extraordinary that's why. Man. That's why I think there was a song about him and Linda having a fight. It could have been. He's Who saying, knows? Saying, but you don't father. seem to have inherited any of his mannerisms. That, I mean, that's called a shot. It also, it also might be a compliment. Mm. I also, it think also this, might be a compliment. It also he, might well, the be. Previous a, line, he said good things about your father, the father. Mm, so. True. I don't know. I but think this. I think this song could have been a London Town leftover. Ooh, interesting. Could well, be part of it at least. When yeah. he says, "Could be from the forest," you know, when yeah. he does that. No, yeah, not I am the king of the no, forest. No, no, <laughs> I told you that was just no, no. You're talking no, about I mean, um, when he does that. Because that's in what song now? Now you're going to make me trying to think. Of I know what the uh, song it's famous in. groupies. Famous groupies. I, right. It, it sounds right. like it, if this would have fit on that album. That's true. I agree with that. Very distinctly. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. You're right. It, and then comes the third part of the suite, something that didn't happen. The third uh, part? Well, the two parts are the pound is sinking, pace is falling. You said the third part. And then the I fear my dear that it's oh. evidently clear. That's part two, really. And then there's something that didn't happen. Another case of McCartney merging two completely disparate song ideas into one. Uh, and he's annoying because the bastard gets it right every time, he, which is really He's really annoying. good at, he's really good at um, doing the two bits and then yeah. saying, well, They'll mix well together. Where was he going to go with this if it stood on its own? Nowhere. Right? Nowhere. But yet, you know, he committed it as a demo and went, I'm like, I'll go back to that at some point, you know, and then... And well, he and John did it flawlessly yeah. a lot. Yeah. So Anything, any thoughts on that one? Or I, I, I like, like I said, I yeah. like the way the whole song and, and it too. is a sweet, and it, it, I just like the way he does that. It's such Me a too. great... When you think about Paul McCartney's songwriter, you don't think of that as the first thing, but he does it so well. Yeah. You think oh, yeah. of other things, but he does it really well, mixing what, songs. What pissed me off is is the final remix version of this song, The Pound is Sinking. It's it, it's not as pronounced oh, uh, as- I really liked it. I, um, the new one. It doesn't in the beginning when they're dropping the coins. It, and it, it does seem a little lower. I do, yes. have to, I do have to admit, it's the one piece that I found acceptable on the original. It's the one mix that I really liked on the original, oh, but I like correct. it just as much on the Okay, one. go ahead. But I really like no, the that, original That's mix. a good point. You know, cause it seems lower. It, it does seem and lower. that's effective because that's what the song's about, so to speak. It's almost like if you were to cut that out on the remix, it would the whole song would have been better. <laughs> because it does. He, you're right, it does sound a little bit lower. It, it's like on Beatles 1 where some things are lower yeah. when they shouldn't be. Yeah. But, but that's uh, something else. That's, well, a, that's, uh, that's something. another that's show. Um, the Ebony and Ivory demo, pretty. It mm. is a song segment. 
It, That's it, all it is. No, but but uh, this it's is, fleshed out. He knows what hold, he's trying hold, to say hold, with hold it. it. Hold it. There's a reason why he did Ebony and Ivory. It's a church song. It's a church song, but totally. those chords are played differently on the demo than in the final version. Do 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 do. He's playing the chords. Yes. Here he's playing it with the finger notes. We're yes. playing finger notes where mm-hmm. he's sort of adding little things in there. I understand why Paul McCartney liked the song so much, based on the demo. Based yes, on the, the demo, demo. Yes. But, the, but the final version sounds a little too produced. Yes. Again, it's still to me, it's it will always be the weakest track on this album. Always, yes, no matter what. But I, he I, fixes it a little in the remix, n- but you, no, you no. can't de-George Martin it enough. Can I no, ask you a no, question? No, no, no. There's a whole other thing about Ebony. Let me ask you a question. If Stevie Wonder wasn't on this track and the solo version was... On the album? On the album instead of... I might like it more. Thank you. Maybe, but I... I mean, I, it wouldn't mean as not much. Not that Stevie's performance is bad. No, no, it's no, just no, that no, it, no, no. I love Stevie's it, performance, and it means something because black and white yes, and all that absolutely. Stuff. But, but, but it also he, hokeifies the album. Thank you. I it's a hokey factor. It is hokey, and it, it sold the album. You are black, and I am white. Yeah. <laughs> you are blind as a bat, <laughs> and, and I have sight. But I can understand. I changed my mind about the song a little bit based on the demo. because I'm not mean. He, you can tell he had that riff for a while. Yes, and it's a, like I say, and, it's, and a it's a church a, thing. It's a he church did. thing, and it, it, but it, I can see, as a he is a writer, why he kept it. And you know, it turned into a song I don't like, and I think it's the worst part of the album, as we right. agree. Right, right. But I like it a okay. lot, actually. Next, dress, dress Me Up as a Robber, a uh, rough demo of a rough demo. Um, <laughs> he's still figuring out which chords are going to go where. It's cool to hear sort of the writing process at work. It's it's sort of a he dual turned... track here. The uh, <laughs> second part is a little more fleshed out. Okay, he, he plays two versions of it. To me, that second one would be the McCartney 2 version. This song, Dress Me Up as a Robber, could easily have been an outtake from McCartney 2. I agree. Totally. I, really nice acoustic playing, though, this son of a gun. He Like, even he's on a damn demo, and he's like, I'm going to play my butt off on the acoustic. Listen, you, McCartney... You, you want to hear something? I played this for my brother today, and he thought it was Richie Havens. Wow. Oh, I agree with you. Yeah, yes. I agree with that. I, and I was like, oh my... Fully God. agree with that. And, and Richie the Havens... The demo or the... The, the demo. demo. Yeah. yeah. A real snare drum, like all those electronics go on, and he's got, like... In the demo, it has the presence of mind to put the snare in. Really yeah. odd. The very last part of the song comes the riff. Yeah. That ended up being the It, it was a nice foundation. insight into the process of writing a song. You bet. Which very we, cool. we, right. haven't had, turned, we haven't had many of those in these bonus tracks. No. 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 So he turned nice on the tape that. and yeah. said, let it go. Yep. And next comes Ebony and Ivory, the solo version. This was available as a B-side. Can anybody tell me no, of what? No, it was a tw- on the 12-inch. 12 12-inch 12 and of... Ebony, Ebony yeah. Uh, only available there. What was the other track that was on that? Okay. I'll give you a ring. There you go. We'll get to that in a second. Um, no, I'm no, rain clouds. It. I'm sorry, rain clouds You're... was the B side. No, I'll give you no. a ring. Was uh, he's was... right? I'll give you a ring. Was take it away. Take it away. He's correct. correct. Wow, you are correct. correct. Um, Ebony and Ivory solo. As I put in my notes here, it is what it is, and we have already said what I thought we would say. I like it better. I like it better than the album. I always have. I do and I don't. I, I know why you guys like it. I still think I'll Give You a Ring or Rain Clouds would have been the way to end the record. Oh, yeah. Um, instead wow. of this. But this goes to what- wow. Rain whole, Clouds would have been the album at closer. I, I don't know. The way- da, 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 That's I mean, kind of hokey, though. I guess it is. It, but the I mean, problem with this song is, is that he was signed to Columbia 
And it reminds me almost in a way uh, when Capitol said to Paul, please put on Hell and Wheels, even though this was going to be on the record. Right. But think about when Goodnight Tonight came out and Columbia begged Paul to put it on Back to the Egg. And Paul said, foo. And he said, you know, what? He foo. said, foo. 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 That's F-U. Yeah, I know. So Foo. to me, this Columbia didn't say anything because it had already been released Foo. as a single before the album came out. Foo. Right. But this does not belong on the damn album. There you go. But that's just me. Rob Leonard, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and then uh, after that comes Rain Clouds. Now, again, just a, a side, notorious in reputation as being the song that um, Paul and Denny were working on uh, the day after... John was murdered. Mm-hmm. It is a really, really nice acoustic track. My opinion has always been, interestingly, because it's called Rain Clouds, it reminds me of Mammonia. It always has. Oh, no. Yeah, I've always had a feeling of Mammonia in here. Um, you should take something. Nice. <laughs> uh, I've got the rock in Mammonia and the boogie woogie flu. Oh. Um, really nice guitar work, really nice pipes in here. Uh, probably Denny playing them, I guess. I don't know. Simple song. I'd love, still love to hear this live. It's a great 12-string strum. Beautiful 12-string strum. Uh, this is also a song I always thought could have been on uh, London Town. You know, Deliver Your Children, right? right, right. Exactly. And, you said it, and it was and, like... And also, one thing, it's, and, and hopefully Paul fixes it on the next go-around on the printing, it's not credited to McCartney Lane. Yeah. Now, my, mind you, Paul bought Denny's songwriting a long right. time ago, but still, he still gets a credit if he did write he it, he still gets paid, and he still gets some sort of money. Yeah, you know, you know gets... Denny you know, isn't that broke. <laughs> he still gets some right. royalties. Right. But to me, one of my favorite lost Paul McCartney, McCartney songs. Mine too. And this would have been the great end for the album, or or I'll give you a ring, like I said. But this is probably a little better, only because of the twelve string, and then that whole middle section with the flute or the Irish flute thing going on. I, I don't know what. Exactly I also the, the harmonies are very wingsish. Yeah, yeah. It's a less. It's a very wing song, and yeah. And maybe that's why it wasn't. Included. And it's got, even at the end, rain clouds. Uh, uh, and it's got that like harmony of yep. wings. Yeah. You could hear Linda. It, it's yeah. interesting because the George Martinization of that track works. My opinion. I'm not so sure he no, no, martinized it. It's not martinized the way. Um, I think there's a lot of reverb on it. it is, this is George Martin producing. I, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, but I'll, I see. I feel. I can feel the presence in it. Okay. Maybe it's just might be just me, or maybe it's just that no, you I, know it and you think it's there. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but uh, and then uh, Mitch, anything on Rain Clouds? Or just I like it a lot. Groovy. Seriously, I mean, I. I you know, maybe you know. Also, when the album came out in 1982, they worked on this in '80. You know, maybe by the time 82 came around, it had been around too long. Yeah, right. And it, it was a picked. Denny track, and we were, we were done with that. We were Denny done with no, that. No, we were not done with him yet. Not, he's that, on not tug in 1980. Right. He's on four tracks. No, but I'm saying that's right. He's on Tug of War. Yeah, yeah you're right. So. You're right. I forgot. I, I forgot. I'm thinking that we've moved on from Wings completely, but we haven't yet. So. No. Technically. Yeah, it's only with Pipes of Poop. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that one that we moved on. Next, and the final on the disc, I'll Give You a Ring. Great little song. We've talked about this one before. It's a nice song. Very catchy. I always love the, oh, man, you know. I and always love that. Again, so. more sounded more like Wings, and maybe that is why it wasn't on the record itself. Possible. It's, it's more sure. Wings. And, because this album is, doesn't sound as Wings as. This album just sounds nothing, nothing like, like Wings. wings. Yeah. yeah. Nothing. Um, I like the double entendre in the tune. I like yeah. it. It's got a little touch of naughty. The you want to go to bed, dear, but he does promise to marry her, which is which is very nice. It's very, um, very nice. Sort of a follow up to the whole old timey thing. It's an old timey yeah. song that with a better P- open. Yes, 
Yeah, I like the boom. boom, boom. Yeah, it's cool. So, all right, that takes care of the bonus tracks on Tug of War. We move now to Pipes of Peter. No, we don't. A couple couple things. Uh, Oh, go ahead. Because, you know, Colombo has to. Go ahead. Well, first of all, there is a DVD that came with this. Uh, which has the tug of war music video. Oh, we're talking about them, right? Got it. There's two of two music videos. There's the take it away music video, which everyone has seen, and of course the ebony and ivory music video, right? Uh, which everyone is seeing. And then there's a behind the scenes of take, take it, it away. away. Now, what bothered me about that is, is that we know when they filmed that that Paul led the band in several songs. Now, why, if you're going to do something I like this? I think it was 18 minutes or yeah, something. Yeah, 18 minutes, which include the Hill Street Blues theme, however long that might have been. But why wasn't that included on the DVD? Because this copyright, is... Copyright, Johnny, copyright. No, it's, it's, yeah, well, they pay. That's why, that's why you have copyrights. So, But th- there's other songs that they did during that time, which they didn't do. And that bothers me about this whole extra thing. I'm going to bring up a couple of things that are not on this record that should be that were recorded during this time. Go ahead. The first song they did for the entire sessions, George Martin and Paul McCartney, was We All Stand Together. Mm. Right. That should have been on here. This is not. Now, maybe they're saving it for the reissue of Rupert and the Frog song. I don't know. Mm. I, I, I don't know what I they love would do with that, that one. song. You, know, you talk about the George Martin production. On that song, it's so perfect because it was meant for a cartoon. It's very sweet, but it had no place. Maybe as, on a, maybe uh, as a bonus uh, track. That's a bonus track. I'll, I'll give you that. Uh, yeah, second nice. of all... Carl Perkins comes down to Montserrat. They hang out. They share all these stories. They recorded a whole bunch of Carl Perkins stuff. Now, I assume they actually recorded full songs. That's, he's, he hit that one. That one's out of the park. Thank he you. He hit that one out now, of the park. I, I, but, it's, but is it a Paul song? I'm not talking about but my old still, friend yet. But it's still but Paul. But they did a whole bunch of stuff together. I assume the tapes were running. We know they were. So I would have liked to have heard at least one track from that. There's got to be something there. Does it detract from the story? Is it, this is tug of war. I don't, uh, Carl Perkins and we did, and we recorded some stuff together. And then I'm like, is it just too much like, yes, I, now but, I got to explain this. Like, no, but, uh, you if, know, you, but if, you, if you have Get It on the album, then you put My Old Friend on. Well, I didn't get to My Old Friend yet. But that story about the laughter at the end of Get It. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a, it's a story about uh, Carl Perkins uh, explaining, you know, when the, right. the cotton was high enough, you can go in the right. cotton and not have to go out to the the outhouse. And Paul right. retold the story, and then then Carl laughed his butt off. Right. Um, so to speak. So to speak. So to speak. So that would have been nice to have that a little bit of a Carl Perkins segment. Then my old friend. Right. You guys were just talking about that. For those who don't know, it was, but is that a Perkins song? Well, Carl wrote it. Correct. But who does the publishing go to? It's not about the publishing. Okay. Because mm. no, it's not because you just pay him. You know, Rob. He's dead. In all seriousness, not who, to be funny. Hold it, hold it, hold. It. First of all, who controls uh, Carl Perkins Publishing? MPL. Do they? Yes. So he okay. owns. He Never owns. Mind. He controls it, but he doesn't own it. He controls it and, and sells it out there. The Perkins family made a deal with MPL a few years ago to sell the Carl Perkins catalog. So th- that's so one that's thing. That's why nothing's so coming did, out. So did the Perkins family also make a deal with him that basically we're going to put it out? No, it's, it's MPL. Now, also, my old friend was on a, a great album called Go Cat Go, yep. which is out of print. It's been out of print since it came out. That song is the song, if you know the history of Paul McCartney, Carl Perkins was so thankful to be in Montserrat. He wrote this song, My Old Friend, and it has a line in there 
which according to Paul was one of the last things John ever said to him. And when, right. when Carl sang it to him, Paul left the room crying. And Carl was like scared. He said, what did I do? And then Linder had to say, this is the first time he's cried since John was murdered. But how okay. would that... So, but again, it's back to that idea that does he want to revisit that when well, he's remastered? You know what I mean? Like, well, I, this is his his project. Right. If he wants That's to do true. a That's true. Paul McCartney with his friend Carl Perkins, Which it's was for a, another there was time. A video. There was a video called that. Right. You're right. You know, you got, right. That's true. But it was recorded during that time. It was finished up by Paul in, right before the album came out when Go Cat Go came out. So it, it right. sat for a long time. So that would be my other thing. And then... He's dangerous when he's got notes, isn't he? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you it know. It is scary. And, um, and that's it, really. I don't have any. You know what? The else. DVD is boring. Sorry. I agree with you. It's got the tug-of-war videos, the Take It Away, the Ebony yeah. and Ivory, and it does well, have the behind-the-scenes of Take It Away, right, right, right. which is very nice to watch once. once. And also, they didn't re- uh, fix it up. It's, it's an old print. It's an old print. They, they did not yeah. remaster it yeah, to make it look uh, nice. So, that, yeah, and... You know, then you think of the Beatles one DVD and what they did there. Uh, shush, so, the, why do you keep well, bringing up saying, the Beatles? So that would be my addition to this album to make it even better. Because he did record with them. Maybe was there any other jams with Stevie Wonder or Stanley? Well, Stanley Clark ended up on basically Pipes mm-hmm. of Peace more than anything else. But he did invite people in. Did they just do the one song and go home? Yeah, I assume they maybe they hung out a little more. Again, but that's just maybe then assumptions. Focus on Paul McCartney. I did. No, but I'm just saying he. That's he certainly what he's, does. Right. But you know, if this is his Meisterwerk or right. one of them, right. these are my demos. This is my album. Right. So I'm done. No, no Carl Perkins. No Stevie well, Wonder. I, I hate to say, but from hear music's point of view or Concord's point of view, why Concord doesn't care. You're still (laughs) selling a product. If you're not worried about it, you're still. Why are you going to promote that? Oh, and Stevie Wonder's on it. Concord gets a tape, and they they're told to put it out. You know, still, it's Paul's. It's MPL Communications. But MPL, they know an idea with promoting too. But anyway, so uh, are we? Are we off of uh, talking about? That's all I got. Let's move on to Pipes of Peace and the bonus tracks. And the first track on uh, disc two with the bonus disc is... Hold on there. Yes. We just got to say that we just said this before. He didn't remix it. Thank God. Oh, yeah. It okay. could have. He could have. But, but he did. But so, it, it's it's still, so it's still the it's same. It's still crappy. Um, yep. Did I say that in my out loud voice? T- oh, my God. Tuxedo on a goat. Tuxedo on a goat. Still a goat. I've always thought, and I've used this before, but I'll say it again. Pipes of Peace and Tug of War is the movie Twins. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is Tug, Tug of War. War. Pipes of Peace is, is Danny, Danny DeVito. DeVito. Wow. Wow. That's funny. Wow. A fresh goat. A fresh goat. A, a fresh, fresh goat of goat pain. Of pain. Right exactly. All right, so the opening a bonus track. A fresh goat of pain. Yeah, fresh goat of pain. I like it. Um, that's like a name for like a punk band's a album. Fresh a fresh goat, goat of pain. Of pain. All right. Nah. And now we go to the opening track, which is Christian Pop. I didn't listen because I. Oh, that's I not would, the opening track. I would burn in that's hell. That's the last track. Oh, what did I do? Did I go backwards? You went. How, Christian how did Bob, I do this? Yeah. How do, well, well, do you have the correct order? Yes. yes average person is the first one. I love the demo of this. I always have. It just goes on too long. I do not know why. I've always loved the demo of this. I like the. I don't know why. I think they're fun. Because the album is not that fun. So I happen to like this demo. 
Much better than the finished final version. version. Oh my god, it's 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 night and day. We were talking about on for Tug of War. Where no, that's not. The demo leads to a better song. Yes, this it actually goes back. Totally the freaking. I'm so glad you said it right out because thank you. Oh no, because that's how I've always felt. Anyway, uh, it's followed by Keep Undercover. Which um, I like too. Good God, the demo turn somehow goes funky blues like three and a half minutes in or so. Paul leaves in experiments on his demos, which is cool. I happen to like um, Keep Undercover. It's my favorite song on the album. It's my favorite song on the album so, too. But I love the demo I, I, too. I, I like the demo. I don't think it was better. No, not at all. He's it's this one. He's exploring. He's trying to find what pocket the song really needs to be in. Uh, some of them you should have which, kept it. Which in, I love. No, but I... Back pocket. I, but I, I, really I, fun. Again, I like the demo on this, too. It, yeah. It's, it's, he's falling out of time. He's, like, falling well, apart at points. But this is, as you just said, one of my favorite tracks on the album. It is mine, yeah. After that, we have the sweetest little show. Shoo. Kind of like a loping... Again, again I like the demo better than the final version. <laughs> I like the release version of this one, too. It's a favorite in both instances. But I really love the demo. Yeah. I really love the demo. It's got a and sleepy again, kind of feeling to it. The and it's demos just... are much cleaner than what we've heard. Oh, yeah. My yeah, God. That's, that's, that's what's cool, too. Yeah. Here's one that I, I, I don't remember from anywhere. Me neither. Ever. This just turned up. This was never on, on any of the bootlegs before. That, to me, is unique unto itself. Very, very weird and experimental thing. To me, it sounds like something that either Frank Zappa or Pete Townsend would have written. Townsend has a lot of pieces like this of the answering and the characters and the and you know, I can't figure out what the hell it's about. It's a boatload of weird. I th- I boatload L- of weird. Reed could have done this. Yeah, true too. This is sort of a it's it's if it wasn't boatload listed, of weird. This is one of those things like you know how Paul does the fireman or he does a a dance song that you don't know yes. it's him. This is sort of that that variation. Yeah, except it's a demo version where Paul, if you change the name on it and didn't call it Paul McCarty. People will probably be liking it a lot more. But if he has this in his back pocket, what else does he have? Well, that's... We'll you know, never know. Well, that's one of the problems. And with- the question is, in all seriousness, did he just find this? Maybe. I mean, I have to be honest. Anything that we've heard so far, we've heard because it's been stolen. I know. So this tape was just in a drawer that nobody got to. You know, I mean, that's or not stolen, but he gave somebody I, a cassette I and, and then that met- cassette leaked and, you know, whatever. Oh, oh, here's some ideas for the album, you know, and George Martin left it laying on a on a desk and somebody went and made a copy of the cassette. And then there's, the, you know, we have them all. It's a different song from Paul. I, I, it's, I, it's very weird. You know what? It's simple as that, man. <laughs> but nice. But, oh. it, but it was did, a segue. But it, but it didn't belong on Pipes of Peace. No. Yeah, that's again, no. again, how no. records get made. It belongs on McCartney right. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that'd be a better place. Yeah, for it. yeah. You know, I'm thinking of uh, the the rivers being reissued by Springsteen, and they, he actually at one point had a single album LP ready to go, and then all of a sudden he said no. And then it all of a sudden became The yeah. River. It became this whole other album. Yeah. And that's just an artistic thing. And I think a song like It's Not On is one of those type of songs where, where do you place it? Where do you put it? You put it before simple as that on your demo <laughs> CD. This one just confuses the snot out of me. Why didn't we get the released version? Why didn't we get the released one? I don't yeah. need the demo. No. I don't need the you demo. Would, it's would the released version. the regular version. By the way, folks, this is now the catalog, okay? This is now the standard catalog. 
what has happened, unless something else happens now, we now no longer have the released version of Simple as That, because that was on the 93 version. Well, that he could but, put it on an odds and ends type of album. He might. Uh, he might. Wait a minute. But When is he going to do an odds and ends? Right. That in, the, in 2048? But as far as it goes, for all practical intents and purposes... Guess what, folks? If you have your 93 edition of this CD, Keep you it. can't get rid of it. Yeah. You can't get rid of it because you you're... Know, you know what it reminds me of? A Love for You. The version yes. I love is on the in-law soundtrack. The remix version on the is on CD single of Ram. And... Right. And it's totally a different mix, and, yep. and it doesn't have the same charm that the version that's but on that, in-laws. But that had been done a few times at the time. A well, bunch of times. Mixed, it, yeah, well, that's and, one of the, it's early wings and late wings. And, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah, Correct. You're yeah. right. That, that's true. So why give it, you know, why? why like. The demo's kind of limp, even though it's electric versus the acoustic version of the released one. Interesting little tune. Again, he's writing with a purpose, uh, which is evident in the release version more than yeah, the demo. Yeah, trying to write with a purpose. He's trying to write with a purpose. He doesn't it's, always succeed. It's an anti-drug thing, you know, that it came out on the anti-heroin project originally. Correct. Very reggae. The demo ska, is a bit whatever. less focused, which is a bad thing. Uh, instrumentally, a little weird. But that's what a demo is. Yeah, this, again, much closer to the McCartney 2 era vibe than other stuff of the demos. I just don't feeling. understand why we didn't get... There's enough room on this CD oh, there's tons to, get, of room. to give the regular version as well. Right. He should have had it right after. Right. So that would have Correct. been the thing to do. It would have yeah. shown the contrast and, yeah. Uh, next comes the Say, Say, Say remix. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I, I hate this. I hate I hate to say this. I actually liked it. Ugh. I disagree I hate to say it. I'm actually with Rob okay, on this that, one. You can be with him. First, I don't know why. First of all, I, as you know, this, again... Tony's other Satan song. <laughs> the original, it's the man, and besides, uh, what's that this? you're doing? It was Say, Say, Say. Really? Oh, my the God. Girl is mine Hated is this Satan's song. I, what's that? The Girl is Mine is not on Satan. But that's list. not a McCartney song. Well, it's Paul and... It's and, not a McCartney song. No, it's not. Um, it's actually a Michael song. You it's know, credited in the Billboard But But it, it, is, it is... Yeah, I've but always hated the original But this is seven minutes. Wait. This is seven minutes. It is... Different vocals. Yep. Yeah, and in each instance, he picks ballsier vocal performances yeah, for both sets of vocals. I, I, I he, he actually has more guts in uh, all the vocals. Listen, this song originally was how long? Three minutes? Three and a yeah. half minutes, yeah. Thank you. It should have stayed three and a half minutes. Maybe. I agree with that, maybe. But I do I, agree. But it could I don't have been mind, shortened. I don't mind what they did with it. No. Because as much as it is a you know, song of Satan... You can't help but not like it when you hear it. Yeah, uh-huh. it's, it has. Yeah. Its, you, you, you know why? Because it he turned it more. He gets a little princish with it. Uh, he takes it a little out of the the Michael Jackson vein, it's, and he gets. I wouldn't call it princish. No, but it's a little more funky. It's a little this, more funky. Version, it's a little yeah. more yeah. But the single version that we all know and love. Yeah. It's really catchy. Although Prince never would use no. a harmonica. No, anyway. but it's really a catchy song, no matter what you say about it. it Out is. of the three, it is three songs yeah. he did with Michael Jackson. I mean, look, I, I can't, I can't that would say be my that. Favorite. Right. I mean, I can't say that I want to pull out my inner ear when I hear it. The, <laughs> but, the I original. I, but I don't. But wish, I don't like it. I've never liked this. But song. I wish but, McCartney would have opened this version. This one starts with Michael singing. Right, I, I don't like it. That, I, I, I remember playing it on the air, and, I, and I, I was talking it up, and all of a sudden you hear, I'm expecting to hear Paul singing, I hear Michael. I, I, I kept talking, go, yeah, what, what? what happened here? Yeah, it's cool, though. <laughs> but like but it. all the vocals, you were right, all the vocals on there are better. Ballsier choices. Ballsy, yeah. 
I really enjoyed that. It, it was I'm, almost like he said, oh, you know what? We sound really wimpy on all of these alternate lines. Let's use these. But it also shows how much they spent on that song. I mean, if, yeah. they, if they have all these extra vocals. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. You know, to me, Say 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 and Pipes of Peace are the only reason to buy this record. And then there's a version with, so with him with Jack Nicholson doing the other. The other. <laughs> Shut up. They haven't done that one yet either. And then there's also, and we know, should say you know, that Robert this, De Niro does a version. And, you know, we should also say that Eddie this. Eddie Van Halen's this, lead. Shut up. Okay. Robert De Niro was waiting. Burt Ward, you know, come on. Burt Ward did a whole uh, like set of songs with the Mothers of Invention in 1967. Burt Ward. No, anyway. the Mothers in Law. The no, the Mothers of Invention. No, no, Burt the Mothers in Law. Kay Ballard. Kay Ballard. Kay Ballard. Anyway. Good. So. It was it was an album of ballads. <laughs> nice. Oh. Oh. But I, I like the, uh, the 2015 remix. I I wasn't bothered I, by it. The thing that gets me about this is that the 12-inch version is still not on record. Right. And the instrumental B-side... It's again not on the record, but this, on this but side, really. but this came out as a twelve-inch version for Record Store Day, right? right. Which is coming this out this version when right. we, as we record, it hasn't right. come out yet, but it should be out in a couple of days. All right, we jump to yeah, we jump to Ode to a Koala Bear because they eat the eucalyptus because they eat the eucalyptus leaves all the time and they get, a, get stone a stone up into the tree. <laughs> for you Father Guido fans out there, uh, there's some nice like Crossroads theme type guitar work stuff at the beginning. I have always had trouble with the whole koala type bear. It's yes. almost kind of what other. I need I, another syllable to right, fill right. here, my little koala. Koala type, type bear. bear. <laughs> wait, I was like, never bothered by that. What, what other? <laughs> wait, what other bear is like type like a koala? Maybe he meant. Um, maybe it's weird. Maybe it's, he was dictating and he said, "Linda, type bear." <laughs> <laughs> and and oh. it meant take your clothes off. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, 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 I always thought this production. Oh, okay, Paul. <laughs> hunt and peck. All right, so yeah, hunt and peck. And let's stop writing songs now. Sorry. Mm. I, I always liked Odoo Carlo Bear. It's a, it's, I always it, did too. I think I it should have been on the record. It, it, it's, it's, I, no. Yes. It's very cute. No. Yes. no it, it, uh, honestly, it's too, no, Mitch. It's even too on. cute for pipes With and how bad the album is, you don't think that this could have been an improvement the, on this could have been the lead off if single. You put, yes. If you took this, if you took off the man and you put this on, yes. you upgrade the album by eighty percent. Right We'd there. We'd be saying how much better it is as an yeah, album. Yeah, my God. come on. You could dress me up as a koala. <laughs> um, I'd still be a bear. But you know what, though? <laughs> nice. But it's it's very, the whole koala type bear is very British. It's very, yes. you know, oh, yes, it's a panda type proper. bear. Yeah. It's very, you know. Paddington. But it's still. Paddington. But it's still. Paddington type bear. Stupid. Yeah. Um, I like it. I mean, no, I, no, the song again, is good. Again, though, I still have to say that from a songwriting standpoint, it's almost got a Ray Davis kind of liltish thing oh, to it. Oh, I don't know about that. Although Ray Davis would never write about a freaking koala bear. Never. <laughs> but it's got that kind of like. There's not a strum in this, but there's a strum that. Could yes. be used if you. This is yeah. a yeah. very sixties type, fifties uh, type drive-in. If it you, is. If you were going Absolutely. to drive up like Happy Days, you know, you know, something like that, where you'd wow. hear it playing on the speakers, you know, that's true. Dun, 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 like like a roller. Yeah, it really derby, is. Not, not roller derby, like a roller yeah. type like drive-in. It's a great thing. roller derby song. No, a roller drive-in. <laughs> yeah, you know, no, I totally Johnny got it. West. I agree with you. I agree with you. Next comes twice in a lifetime. This is also on the 1993 reissue of Pipes. Mm -hmm. Really nice vocal, really nice harmonies with himself by Paul on this track. Movie theme sounds like one. 
Well, not, I think it was supposed to. Yeah, it is. That's what I mean. It sounds like a movie theme. This is not like a, wow, what a great song. It's not a killer hook no. by any stretch. Uh, the saxophone echo is a little annoying. It's a nice listening experience, but it's not. No one, you're never going to look at this and go, oh, great track by Paul. No. It was it's a, it was a check. It's a, it's it was a, a paycheck. It was, it was slightly it's slightly dated. It has it's definitely it has dated. Oh, as well. God, it was yeah. a paycheck, in my opinion. I hate to be mean, but it's a paycheck. Well, I think Paul wanted to do more soundtracks. He did, you but know? you know what? It's a paycheck. Yeah. I mean, you know, you don't. Someone here's the title of the song. You do your best with it. You're Paul friggin McCartney. It's the 1980s. You're still it was, Paul it was McCartney. A Gene Hackman and Margaret movie, but it didn't. Yeah. It wasn't used. It no, was, no. Well, they were going to use. I ain't gone to be your fool no more. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But they, I think they didn't use it because it was. It gave away too much of the plot or something yeah. in the song, and they didn't want that. <laughs> you know. All right. So. And Margrock. And Margrock. And finally, the closer of the album, and what I thought was the opener, Christian Bop. This is the first official release of this. Always an instrumental. liked the bit of fluff. Yeah, uh, I don't know if he thought the main the main melody is very churchy. Maybe that's if you listen why it's to it, Christian. Yeah, but Does it gets real it weird in the bit in the middle. New wife now. Nice. She's Jewish. Is she really? That's yeah, very funny. Of course she is. I didn't. I forgot. He goes to temple. It's a good now. joke. Really? Does, oh, that, does he really? That, yeah. Oh, seriously. That's cool. I'm not kidding. He, wow. He that's cool. Dons the yarmulke yeah. and goes to temple. That's kind of cool, actually. Wow. That's a new. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm Maccabee. sure it's not a new experience. Maccabee. He's a Maccabee. That's very no, but I mean, Christian yeah. Bob, he loves his instrumentals. Yeah, this he easily could have been a theme odd, song. His odd socks, lunchbox. Yeah, easily could have been a theme for yeah, something. But it couldn't have been. Because just the name Christian Bop. Yeah, he would have yeah. made it it something had to change else. Something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have no, been it would have been Frozen Jap or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> something un or lick my love pump. Oh, yeah. Lick my love pump. <laughs> wow, that's really good. No, but no, it's the same thing. You can call it a song anything you want. <laughs> it's an instrumental. <laughs> it's an instrumental. It's called lick my love. Lick pump. my love pump. <laughs> Well, well. On that note, well, well hold on, uh, we, we should say, unlike unlike tug of war, uh, there's only ten variations <laughs> or formats. <laughs> uh, there is the standard two CD. Only ten. There is the deluxe two CD, which has plus the DVD, plus a hundred and twelve page book, sixty four pages about pipes of peace music videos, including high res. Download of CD one and two. There is a vinyl remaster, and then the rest of them from four to ten are download standard res, e no ebook. Standard, standard res includes the ebook. Mastered for iTunes, twenty four bit. Blah 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 blah. And if you act now, you get a second copy. Just have to pay separate shipping and handling. Send four pence in to get a free one. All right. No, but you know what though? We forgot to mention that. You said you shouldn't throw away your 1993, yeah. because it also has We All Stand Together. Right. At, right. Oh, yeah, that's right. Right, right. That's right. And you can't throw away your copy of Tug of War, obviously, too, unless you buy the deluxe of this one. Well, you could, yeah. Have you guys kept your CDs of when new ones have come out? Uh, yes. Only because I'm too lazy to- run. Yeah, because I'm too lazy to get rid of them. Seriously. Yeah. I, I, was, I mean, I don't I need the 86 about... versions of the Beatles stuff. No, there well, are ones I'm going to get rid of. I know well, that. My problem was that I, I checked out a couple of like used stores in the area. Nobody wants them. No one wants them. And so I, the I decided to, like, if I ever travel- I'll just take the, yeah, you you know, take 87 the 87 stuff yeah, or the older yeah. stuff and just use that. Yeah, I've, I've collapsed them down. I've put them in sheets and, you know, instead of... Right, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's what I don't give a shit. Very nice. All right. Well, I think that about wraps it up for this edition of Fab 4 Free For All. We have been talking about 
the remixed and remastered Tug of War Pipes of Peace editions from the Paul McCartney Archive collection. And, I don't think uh, we need to rate them. I don't think we need to rate no, them. No, no, it's not something to rate. No, it's not I will say really this. Really. Just to lay it out here, Tug of War, I don't even remember what I gave Tug of War I originally. Either. I honestly don't. You didn't give it a 10. I didn't even. I don't even know if I gave it a six. I don't oh, know what I, think I, you I did. I a six or a thing. maybe, but uh, truthfully, at this point, this album's uh, gone to like an eight and a half, verging on a nine. Okay, it's uh, to me. It's I gone good. Really, really think he done good on the remix on this. So, with that in mind, we'll sign off for Fab Four Free for All. I'm Tony Chiguano, and joining me has been Rob Leonard and Mitch Axelrod. And thanks for listening. We I thought there was someone else. <laughs> you made it sound like and. And <laughs> we'll leave a CD out for Elijah. Okay, we'll <laughs> we'll see you all. We'll see you all next week. He's not going to buy the Christian Bob. <laughs> Fab Four Free for All was edited and produced by Tony Chiguardo at Word of Mouth Studios in Westbury, New York. The opening and closing theme is My Dolly by the band The Badge, featuring longtime listener Jeff Slate, available on its debut album Digital Retro and recent Best Of compilation, as well as from the Fab Four Free For All website. Thanks for listening to Fab Four Free For All. She please re- very afraid. Please remind me before Bus and I have to set up the Zoom. Hmm? Um... Um, you want me to, can I, you, or who wants, you're doing the next one, or are you doing the one with Buskin? I, I don't care which, I'd like to, but I'm not. Do you have any preference? Do you want to do Tug of War? Do you want me to do Tug of War? Do you care? Um, well, we're doing both Tug of War and Peps piece together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't care. All right, I'll, if it's all right, I'll do because I got the. I got my notes. I you mean, got notes. You know, okay. got I got notes. stuff. I got. I got notes. I got. Mm. All right, just give me a level check. I think we're good. Hey, how we doing? I can't hear myself in my ears, but I, uh, I assume that um, they are my cans. <laughs> I locked my cans. You better. Yes, that sounds much better. Okay, give me you again. Hello, how you doing? This is Rob of the Fab Four Free For All, and today we're going to talk about the bonus tracks on Tug of War and Pipes of Peace. It'll be a very short show. Actually. <laughs> nice. Uh, you know, I right. will. It's going to be did, short, but but it, at the same time, there's like... Okay, shush. Save it for the show. I know, save, save it for the, the show. show. Show time. Thank you. Are we on? Yeah, we are. Awesome. That's they just the, got a tag. That's the new opening for every show. Every show <laughs> time. <laughs> I didn't say like, I said show time. Like, no, no, you, you <laughs> sounded. Like, you, no, sound like, you were total Ethel Merman there. You were Merman-like. <laughs> but, but We're talking. Oh, I swear he was the little Merman. <laughs> a little, little Merman. <laughs> the little Merman. The little Merman. Disney's <laughs> new animated musical, The Little Merman. The little Merman. There's no business like show business. <laughs> I'm here under the sea. Nemo, now you. <laughs> Take it, Nemo. Just, oh what, what Beatles song could Ethel Merman do? Octopus's Garden. Octopus's Garden. There you go. What? <laughs> Honey Pie. <laughs> Honey Pie would be a good choice. For <laughs> right now, Ethel Merman couldn't do any Beatles Why song. don't we do it in the row? <laughs> <laughs> Ethel Merman doing her version of Wild Honey Pie. <laughs> I want you. I want you so bad. I want you. <laughs> it's driving me mad. It's driving me mad. Hey, you know my name. <laughs> Look, Look up, up my, my number. number. <laughs> now we got dueling mermans. Oh, no. <laughs> I was in the Harmony Park. That was good. I still... <laughs>
Mary Jane had a pain at the party. Ethel <laughs> Merman doing what's the that's, new Mary Jane? Tony just choked on wow. an M&M. <laughs> she lives with the spaghetti and sauce. <laughs> she likes to be married with a Yeti. <laughs> Take it. Take it. Take anybody. Please. Rock on anybody. Someone. Nemo, hit it. Oh and the Jim God. Brown Orchestra doing What's the New Mary Jane? And, and I know why. You know you do? Her and Ernest Borgnine could re- oh. reenact the cover of Two Virgins. Oh! <laughs> oh my but they were only married for nine days. I don't know if they'd have time. Oh, my God. Ew. Oh, that's so wonderfully harsh. Oh, Ethel Merman and Ernest you know what, Borgnine. Though? We got to do a, we gotta do a paste next over, time, man. Next time... We have to uh. do Louis Armstrong sings the best of the Beatles. <laughs> well, that, you know. Actually, <laughs> actually that, that, you know. That does not work. <laughs> actually. Come on now. That does. Honey pie. No. You want me? Give me crazy. No, you're too good. Don't I'm in good. love with I'm lazy. Don't you reach Honey, hello, Dolly. Rocky <laughs> Jacked into his room. That oh, works. Do find Gigi's Bible. Yep. <laughs> hey, hello, Dolly. Hello, Dolly was actually, the and the Beatles hair. are connected because you bet. That's why uh, Scott Muni quit supposedly WABC because he because he heard Barbra Streisand because he thought they should be playing <laughs> Hello Dolly because they're turning into this rock station. Wow. And they're a top forty station. Oh, I could just pick it. I give up on my love. That's all I do. Hey, who had a great version? I can't buy me love. Ella Fitzgerald. Ella Fitzgerald. No, no, that she also <clears throat> had a really great version of uh, what uh, Eleanor Rigby. Who? Ella Fitzgerald. Uh, no. Uh, hey, Jude. What was the other one? Well, Bing Crosby was. From the album Hey Bing. <laughs> maybe maybe I should call in Bob for this backing vocal. <laughs> Being full of benefits, Well, I'll tell you. I'm Bob Chrysler Hope, and we're going to sing a song right now. And ladies and gentlemen, Raquel Welch. And speaking of drive my car, you can drive it in your new Texaco right to your Texaco station. <laughs> Fellas, this is why you're fighting. <laughs> <laughs> it can bring out anyone. It could be uh, Raquel Welch. And now uh, Anne Margaret. And Margaret. And Margaret. I just don't understand. I ain't and- going to be your full number. Way out. Way out. That's where the fun is. Way out. Way out. That's where the fun is. Way out. <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay, let's start this show. Come on. I think we just did. I, I, you know what? That's probably the that's, longer part. I think that's it. Whole episode that's it. That's right it. There. Episode 127. Whatever number we're up to. 7A. 7A. Wow. 7 a. Oh, my God. 7A. Because I'm short, isn't just it? Just because I'm short. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Imagine that. Hi, I'm Bob Chrysler. Uh, it's Bob Chrysler. Because he was Bob Chrysler. Hope that's before. right. I, I know, but I just <laughs> Chrysler. You know it ain't easy. <laughs> you know how hard it can be. Boy, the, those Beatles, they, they they sure need haircuts, don't they? Giggity. Those be the giggity. <laughs> 
<laughs> and we're talking wow. about the two virgin giggity. <laughs> giggity. <laughs> and starring as Jerry Colonna. <laughs> Quagmire. <laughs> Wait a minute. Starring as Jerry Colonna? I think Jerry Colonna starred as, as the beaver. Quagmire. As the beaver. As the beaver. Starring and we're as back the... to two virgins again. <laughs> Starring as the beaver. <laughs> and Yoko Ono as the beaver. <laughs> it's, it's the same boob joke. Same. Ozzy, what do you mean? They're just doing the same joke. Johnson and Boone. <laughs> All right. So can Ozzy, Ozzy do a remake of Bad Out of Hell? Bad Out of Hell. Chomp. Short song. Oh, damn. All right. Um, Ozzy, you're not supposed to eat it. I didn't know, Sharon! Who's got the choice? All right. And welcome to another glorious edition of the Fab Four. Free for all, I'm your moderator today for a program that will prove to be moving and deep and stimulating. And are we doing here show? to stimulate you are my two friends, Mr. Mitch Axelot. But wait, wait, wait. Yes. You just went st- here to stimulate you are. <laughs> where, 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 the batteries are running out. The batteries are running out. What so the hell? It'll have to be you then for, for the, our well, folks. Sorry, folks. It'll be it a short show. It had to show. be you. It had to be me. <laughs> we started again. Please. Please. Oh, me, a me. Stimulating. There we go. What the hell? All right. <laughs> what? Welcome to another D battery filled edition. <laughs> no. Here we go. D batteries. Wow. D. Conscientious. Um, I'm so, I'm sorry. I'm very sorry, Ooh. but they're they're smaller devices. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Such as my own. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know they made quadruple A's. <laughs> Quintuple A's. Oh, God. Also. All right. For the double D in you. <laughs> oh, go. All right. <clears throat> one more. If it did, if it did, if it did, if it did, yeah, I'm taking a green one, so... Yeah, if you want to take that green one, you might... Sorry. Hey. 